Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the service this morning. Special welcome to the visitors that are here. We trust you can be blessed as you worship with us. I was inspired with that singing this morning, just lifting our hearts in worship to God and just had to think, if God inhabits the praises of his people, that means he's here already. It is an exciting thought to think of God being here in our midst. For devotional this morning, I would like to talk about little children. And for a text, like if you could all turn to Matthew chapter 18. This comes at a time when the disciples were trying to figure out who is greatest and in that day that was very important to them I mean the in the synagogue the seats were in order of importance and the most important sat at the top and they made their way down in importance and and it was I guess part of the culture to know who is important because they esteemed some men greater than others and they gave them more reverence and so on and I think the disciples were catching on that in God's kingdom, some things are different. So he asked, the disciples asked here, in Matthew 18, we'll start reading. At that time came the disciples to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. We'll stop reading there. Just the thought there of becoming as little children. And that, um, the verse that Joshua read there about being poor in spirit is very much the idea of what it's like to be as little children. Like first of all to notice the importance of this, as it says, um, "Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven." And I think all of us desire to enter into the kingdom of heaven, and so that means it's an important principle to get a hold of. It says, "Ye shall not enter if you don't become like a little child," and that is why it's important because. If we look at children, they have um, things about them that are needful for us to imitate, to become as little children if we want to enter the kingdom of heaven. So I'd like to first of all look at um, what it is about children that we are supposed to become like, and then how to become like them in that. We spend much time educating children, teaching them as they grow up. We want them to become well-mannered. We want them to learn to read and write, and it's a good thing and right to teach them those things. We want to teach them how to count to ten, how to sing, how to work, how to play. We teach them how to play games. We give them hands-on instructions of how to do things. And when they do things just like we do them, 
were excited about that. When they learned to talk like we talk, when they learned to count to 10 the way we count to 10, things like that. I mean, it's very exciting to see children learn. And imitating is what children do best. That's how they learn. And while it is good and right to teach them, I think we do... Um, we will miss the mark if we don't allow them to teach us things as well because as it says here except ye become as little children ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven so the first point I have here on what children are like is that they imitate they imitate best they are imitators it's how they learn And as it says that um, whoever becomes like them is greatest in the kingdom of heaven, that means not just learn what imitating is, but to actually allow it to allow ourselves to be imitators. You're not just learning what imitating is or how children imitate, but to actually become imitators ourselves. Becoming like them. In the world around us, everyone is striving for greatness, for recognition. They want their own identity. They want to be original. You know, if an artist um, makes a painting or something, and someone says, well, you're your painting looks just like Joe's down the street. Well, that's sort of an insult to him because he thought he was doing something original, something unique of its own character. But that is something that, um, as we become like child, like a little child, we have to realize that some things we do aren't going to be unique and on their own of great importance. Some things will look like things other people have done. It won't be anything new and exciting necessarily. I don't think a um, an inventor would be very pleased if you called him a copycat, just copying someone else's inventions, because that's not really an invention. And the world strives for that recognition of fame, of knowing or making themselves a name, knowing they did something great. They tell everyone to be yourself, just be who you are, make your own name for yourself. But that's not how it is in the kingdom of heaven. It takes humility to imitate. If you're going to be a a copycat inventor, in one sense it's like you know, trying to fit into an old system that's already been there, there's no reinventing of the wheel. You just use the wheel. It's there. You're copycatting what's already been there. A child has no agenda on how they think things should be done. They don't plan to reinvent how to count to ten. They're fine just imitating the way we count to ten. <clears throat> They're not ashamed to do it the way everyone else has. It's if they want to sing a song, they're not embarrassed by the fact that it was sung every day for the last 10 days. They just want to sing it again. They, they like imitating. They like doing things that are the same. 
And many times for us older people, you know, we might, if we gave out the same song every Sunday for the last 10 weeks, we might be almost embarrassed to give it out again. But a child isn't that way. They, they don't mind imitating, doing things over and over again. And they are perfectly happy to copy it just the way everyone else does it. Another thing we can learn from little children is humility. It talks here about humbling ourselves and becoming as little children and just the humility that a child has. Like I said, they're not concerned with establishing their own identity. A little one-year-old child doesn't really care who he is in the world or what his peers think of him. They're not proud of who they are or what they've accomplished in life. They just, they're content to just be a child. They thrive on the security of their family. And for a little one-year-old, they don't care if someone says they act like a zook. They, they want to be a zook. They want to act like a zook. I mean, if it's a zook child, they're perfectly content to be that way. And, and in that, you know, it's not like they want to go out and make, make an important um, show to the world of how important they are compared to the rest of the Zooks. They're fine to be a Zook. Not that anything is wrong with being a Zook. <laughs> and number three, a thing we can learn from children, is that they are totally dependent on others. And they're okay with that. It doesn't bother them to not be able to fend for themselves. It doesn't bother them. They don't know how to cook a meal. They're fine with someone handing it to them on a plate. A little child couldn't survive on their own. They need help, and they have no shame in asking for it. They'll ask for it over and over again. Every time they need it, they'll ask for it. They have no shame in that. And they shouldn't. It's good and right for them to ask, and we expect them to. If they're thirsty, we expect they'll ask for a drink. If they're hungry, they'll ask for food. And they might not even realize their need of others, their dependence on them, except when they need water, they realize they need water and they want someone to get it for it. I don't think overall, if they look at their whole life, they realize how helpless they are on their own. They don't care what the person beside them thinks about their need for water. If they need water, they'll make their need known that they need water. And sometimes they even get vocal about that and that is how God designed them. And yes, there is training. There's things that we don't want to imitate, things of selfishness and of um, anger and wrath and things that may show up in a child. But just a simple act of being to imitate their um, dependence on others, how quickly they are to acknowledge they have a need. It doesn't bother them that they just asked for a drink of water an hour before and that that annoyed their brother. If they're thirsty again, they'll ask for another drink of water. It, it just That's what's important to them. They depend on others. and Then we can ask the question, well, how do we become like children? Because we're obviously a little more independent than that. We can get our own cup of water. We can make our own meals. <coughs> But I think it's in the spiritual things 
that we are called to become as little children. And so just going over these same points again on how we become like children, just as children imitate, we imitate. That is how to become like children. What do we imitate? One, we imitate Christ. That is first and foremost our calling as Christians to imitate Christ without shame. It doesn't matter what others say. It doesn't matter if people make fun of us for singing the same um, ten songs every Sunday or for being stuck in a rut only singing a cappella or whatever box they want to put us in. We're trying to imitate Christ. We're seeking to please Christ and what others say isn't important to us. Whether they're calling us holier than thou or just doing it because that's what everyone else does, all our ancestors did it that's the only reason you're doing it at some point that doesn't um, become a problem to someone that is acting like a child someone that has the mindset of a child because what others think of them isn't really that important someone that is has the mindset of a child they're not seeking some new method of doing church or some new method of Christianity. They're striving in every action to be like Christ. They want to be like him. They want to live like him. They want to act like him. They want to have his spirit and the fruits that his life represented. (coughs) And also when we imitate, we can imitate others. As Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. There is much to learn from imitating others. We see how they live, how they do things. And there's some things where we don't naturally want to imitate. We might feel like we need a little bit fancier clothes than others. We don't want something so plain. Or that's the hairstyle that some poor person might have. Or that's the clothes that a poor person would wear. Or, I don't want my house to look like Joe's down the street. It needs to look different or better. But if we're okay with imitating, it's okay if our things are plain or look like everyone else's. It's okay if they look even like our poor neighbor. It doesn't have to be cool and different or some new trendy thing. We don't have to stand out. And two, we imitate through humility, having no self-importance where we don't think of ourselves as deserving anything special. We just are a fairly normal person. We don't see ourselves as being someone worth um, following even. There's no self-esteem there, no self-ambition, no desire for recognition. And many of the things we can look at and say, yeah, that's a very good principle to follow, but when we look at our lives, you know, there are times where we can find ourselves doing things that we look back on it and we were we had some self ambition there we had maybe a little bit of a desire for recognition in something we did <clears throat> it talks of Christ it says he made himself of no reputation he wasn't concerned about the reputation he had and further he became a servant. It says 
He made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. It doesn't matter to a servant what others say to try to hurt or discourage them. They're not on their own agenda. They're just trying to please their master. And if their master is pleased, they've done their duty. Just like us, if we are in a place of humility with no self-important agendas that we're trying to pursue, no ambitions, we're not trying to make a name for ourselves. It's fine if people say things or do things that hurt us or try to discourage us because we weren't trying to make our name great anyway. We're just serving Christ. We're trying to imitate him. Another part of humility is being willing to learn. There's Sometimes it takes humility to admit that we don't know everything and to, to allow someone to teach us. That's something that a child portrays very well when they ask someone to tie their shoe or ask them to teach them how to play checkers or whatever it may be. They want to learn and they're not afraid to acknowledge that they don't know. And that is another very important aspect of the Christian life is being willing to acknowledge where we don't know something, where we need to learn, where we need others to instruct us. And then on the aspect of being dependent on others and how we can be like children in that. <clears throat> First of all, we are dependent on Christ as Christians. In Christ is everything we need, and we need Christ every moment. We need to realize that in him, in Christ, is our daily sustenance. And as a natural illustration of our food, our food must come from him daily. And he's not going to be weary if we come multiple times a day, like the the um, the person that came with, they had a friend on a journey that came asking bread. It, it didn't bother them what their neighbors thought of them when he needed bread. He came asking bread and that is how we need to come to Christ, realizing that in him is our only hope. If you're hungry, cry for food. Our Heavenly Father hears us. He doesn't grow weary of hearing us beg for help. And we need his food. We need his wisdom. We need his protection. We need a guide. And no matter how frequently we come to him or how frequently we've come to him for the same thing, he doesn't grow weary of us coming to him again. Just like a child doesn't really bother them how many times they've asked for the same thing over and over, how many times they keep getting hungry. That doesn't bother them. When they need food, they come crying for more food because they, they realize that is their only, their only sustenance. And then also, we are dependent on others. For our survival in this Christian life, we need others. There might be cases here and there where people have survived on their own as Christians, but as a whole, we need others to survive. We can't do this alone. We need our brothers. <clears throat> our brothers can be there to help us when we are helpless. 
but to be helped we must acknowledge our need for help. And that comes back to even the thing of humility where we need to acknowledge that we need help. And many times that can be hard as um, Christians, you know, we might want to put on a front to someone that's having a perfect life, walking uprightly, but that's where it takes the humility of a child to just acknowledge that, no, we don't have it all together. We do need help. Are we ashamed to ask for spiritual food from our brothers? What if we have to ask for it every day? I don't think that should be something we should be ashamed of if we um, see our own need of each other and as we see the need of the brotherhood we're not ashamed to ask for help to ask for spiritual food just like a child is not afraid to ask for things is our brother perfect? no can he do everything? no he can't but we still need our brothers just like you know if a child is asking their parents for something does his parents have a million dollars to give him? he might not can they do everything for the child? Probably not. They're not perfect. But yet, that child still needs his parents, even if his parents doesn't have everything to give him. That's the same for us with our brethren. We need our brothers. Through their imperfections and everything, they can do things for us that we cannot do for ourselves. And we only cripple ourselves if we decide we don't need our brother. If we're too proud to ask for help or if we decide that he needs more help than we do, so we can't ask him for help for us because he has his own needs. We're the only one who suffers from that. I mean, our brother, I guess, might suffer too somewhat because there is some um, joy in giving. More blessed, It's more blessed to give than to receive. So it does things too to even strengthen the brotherhood when we ask our brother for help, when we ask for answers or for wisdom in various things that we face in life. So this reading here again in Matthew says, and the disciples asked, Who is the greatest? Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And my heart is that we can become as little children. It doesn't say that we need to think about little children or ponder their attributes. It says we need to become them, which, if we're not there now, means change on our part to become as little children. And that is my desire that I could become as a little child, both in seeing my dependence on others, my dependence on Christ, seeing my need to imitate Christ, my need to imitate others and to, to have humility in that, to not seek my own recognition, my own fame, to not try to seek a place of some reputation, but to seek a place of no reputation, 
to just be as a little child, not having an agenda, not having any plan in mind with how they want to run things, just to be imitating. So that is my desire that I could become as a little child. I guess that's all I have to share this morning.